Kaya FM podcast. Saturdays with Jenny on Kaya FM 95.9. I don't know about you, but the last time I went to the movies was before March last year because there's just no way I'm going into a movie house at the moment. And um, so all of the movies that are coming up on the Oscars seem to be coming from Amazon or from Netflix or uh, some of the big studios. But basically, I think there's been a there's been a real change in um, in the nominations this year. It's going to be very, very interesting. So um, if you are a movie buff, then it's 3 a.m. on Sunday morning. No, 3 a.m. on Monday morning. And uh, I mean, it's I think it's just a most appalling hour, but you can watch that. That's on E! Entertainment, DSTV Channel 124. It's midnight. And also Mnet Movies, uh, 3 a.m. on Monday morning. I think they're cutting out some of the, some of the dross, but that's that's where you can watch it. And then, of course, we, I mean, certainly me, will be watching it on Sunday night. I'll give you the details of that. So I wanted to give us a, a kind of a feeling of what was happening because I know it's going to look different and I know it's going to sound different and I know that it is different. So I went to an old mate of mine, Nadia Neofitu, who's an outstanding South African entertainment journalist and who lives in New York. I often watch her running through New York on, you know, various other things. You can watch her as well. And get entertainment news as she runs. She's absolutely incredible. So I went to her for the latest on the Oscars. Saturdays with Jenny on Kaya FM 95.9. Well, goodness knows what's going to happen at this year's Oscars because I certainly don't know. But I'll tell you somebody who might know, and that is Nadia Neofitu, who is an entertainment journalist par excellence from South Africa, but now embraced within the warm arms of New York City. And, and Nadia, I mean, I cannot believe how much you've managed to do in the, what, 10 years since you, since you left South Africa? I can't believe how much the time has gone so quickly, Jenny. It feels like it was just, you know, yesterday when you were still seeing each other in the offices of a Stanton. But, you know, here we are. Not haven't just haven't seen you in so many years. But thank you. It has been it has been such an incredible adventure. I will say that. <laughs> and it's it's grown year by year by year. I mean what you are able to do has just expanded, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, I think I've really just embraced a lot of the different opportunities or made opportunities. And, and the more you get inspired by one thing, then it leads to the next. And yeah, I mean, I've been lucky to write for some really great publications that I've always wanted to write for. And most importantly, to tell stories that I've wanted to tell, especially about South Africans and Africans doing really well abroad. So it's just been fantastic to be able to be part of that. Well, listen, I, I love it. And I think we, we featured you on one of your runs. I think it was an, a Nelson Mandela anniversary and you were running through mm. New York, going to various places that were somehow rather associated with him. But the speed with which you were running, you know, um, well, that is where Nelson Mandela and when he stood and there, this is at him. Anyway, and then you were, you were on to the next thing. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was spectacular. But tell us about these Oscars because they are different to anything that is ever happened before they are different you know jenny for the first time i mean you know it's the first time in it's only, only ever been delayed this far into the year for three times in history before and you know those two of those times had to do with assassination martin luther king jr then the attempt on ronald reagan and and then when there was a massive fire in la 
But now, because of COVID-19, which has just completely upended everything, mm. uh, they moved it to, it's usually happening in, you know, last year was February 9th. And that was actually the last trip I ever took, or well, ever took. But since uh, the pandemic happened, it was the last trip I made, which was to LA in February last year to go and cover the Oscars. And I haven't been on a plane since. And I used to travel all the time. So, you know, it's been quite a very, very, very different year. And so that means that not only, you know, the films that are eligible are also quite different because, you know, in the past you probably would have had a lot more blockbusters. So it was the sense of bigger films, you know, like the way that people watch them, they would go and see them at the cinemas. And so even the Academy changed the rules this year. For the first time, they said, okay, they don't have to be broadcast. Um, at the cinema, you don't have to. They don't have to have had a theatrical run, which is massive because that was always one of the big rules that any film that qualifies to be nominated for the Oscars or submitted at least for consideration has to have had a, a theatrical run. So of course that didn't happen this year, and so you, you see a lot more streaming options now. You know, and and films that were on Disney Plus and uh, you know have made history by by bagging nominations for the first time, mm-hmm. and Amazon has the most nominations. So it's. It's a very different landscape this year. And also, I mean, I saw somebody was doing the red carpet. I didn't think there was going to be any such thing as the red carpet. Well, that's also, you know, the, the, the organisers, and I mean, this year's event is going to be produced by Steven Soderbergh, which is directed by him, so it's going to be quite a, an affair. But they have looked at what, you know, what other award ceremonies have done over the, the past couple of months. And I mean, I thought the Emmys did a fantastic job when they were virtual and we got to go behind the scenes, literally, of seeing someone like an actress like Uzu Aduba getting her award and then turning around and screeching for joy with her mom next, you know, <laughs> next to her. So it was a really lovely moment. And there were a lot of those kinds of moments. And then we saw the Grammys where they had an almost garden party affair where people were sitting outside tables and, and you know, we would see them when get their awards and come up on stage. So the Oscars this year have said they, they are still very much maintaining to, that they have put enough protocols in place to have a, still an, an in-person event. So they're saying that there's going to be masks involved, many, you know, many, many tests ahead of time, and they actually have said that if, if an attendee cannot make the award ceremony for either a fear of wanting to travel or not wanting to travel or for whatever other reason, they won't be allowed to, to tune in, you know, to, to take part virtually. So it is going to be very interesting. There will be some sort of red carpet, I guess, then, and they're going to be different locations. There's a place in LA called, downtown LA called Union Station, which they're going to be broadcasting from, as well as the Dolby Theatre, where they usually usually have the ceremony and have had it for the last uh, good couple of years, I think it's been now. So so we don't really know the format. We know that it's going to be spectacular in one way or another, which I think is, is great. Um, the other thing that I, I find really interesting is I haven't been to the movies in over a year. So I actually haven't seen any of the movies. And that must be replicated across the world. And that is quite, I mean, you know, someone who lives and breathes these movies, it's, it's, I wonder sometimes when I'm talking about them, how many people have actually seen them, particularly in this year where, you know, unless you, and also you have to have access to a lot of these various different streaming platforms. You know, you always have, have to have an account for almost every single one sure. to be able to see HBO. I mean, here in the US, at least, it's HBO Max, it's Amazon Prime, it's Netflix, all the different ones. But yeah, you know, uh, the, the leading film is Mank, which uh, was on 
uh, Netflix. So, you know, that film is very much about the industry, about filmmaking, and so a, a, a darling of the, the awards, if you will, because the Academy really much, very much likes films about the industry. But the, the front runner is Nomadland, which is actually, for me, it warms my heart because this is a film that probably, you know, it, it surprised us that it did as well as it did in the season. And I think it benefited from the fact that people could watch it on Amazon or here in the US. Sorry, not Amazon, on Hulu here in the US. I'm not sure what it was on or if it has been, you know, in, in South Africa or indeed the rest of the world. But it is made by a Chinese filmmaker called Chloe Zhao. And this is only her third film. And so it stars Frances McDormand. But traditionally, Chloe doesn't make films with actors, established actors. She's an independent filmmaker um, who uses people who just, you know, she, she, she made a film about the indigenous people in South Dakota, uh, her first film, and similarly for her second one about rodeo, the, the rodeo, and she used real rodeo riders. And so it's so exciting that she is the front runner because she stands to make massive history by becoming perhaps the, the hopefully the second woman to ever win an Oscar for Best Director. And hopefully if her film wins, wins this picture, then she'll get that as well. And she'll be making history as a woman and as a person of color, as a Chinese immigrant who lives here in the U.S. So I'm really hoping that Nomadland does, you know, go all the way and, and keep those, those top prizes. Who else is in the running for, for that top prize? So Best Director is in a very interesting category because also um, Emerald Fennell is another uh, woman director, female director, who is up for that category alongside Chloe. So the two of them are making history because, again, that category has featured so few women um, over the past. It's absolutely, it's, it's quite a travesty because the Oscars have been handing out awards for over 90 years. And here we have the situation where you're still making history. But anyway, that, that is the, the best uh, director. The best picture nominees, we're looking at Mank. The Father, which is a film that Anthony Hopkins stars in, and he's also been nominated. He is incredible. He plays a man who has Alzheimer's. And then Judas and the Black Messiah is uh, the film about Fred Hampton. And Daniel Kaluuya plays Fred Hampton, who was uh, the Black Panther Party deputy chairman. So it is a riveting watch. He is excellent in it. Minari is another beautiful, sweet um, indie film as well about an American. It's an Ameri American Korean story, coming of age. Also a really beautiful one. Promising Young Woman is the film that Emerald Fennell is up for. And that stars the, oh, and I have gone blank on her name. <laughs> she is, uh, it happens, right? But um, it's, it's a great story because it's a, almost like a revenge thriller that a lot of people have been talking about and it's fantastic because it's the kind of daring film that a lot of people uh, are, are, are up in arms about but then either either absolutely love it or really just dislike it so uh, and like you have to say Sound of Metal with Jenny is on Amazon and that is uh, Riz Ahmed playing a man who loses his hearing. Uh, he's a heavy metal drummer and he loses his hearing, but it, it's also a really excellent film. So there are some fantastic movies and it is a, it is such a pity that people have been hampered in being able to see them over this, this past year. And I guess the same thing applies to Best Actor and Best Actress. I mean, traditionally they come towards the end of the evening and everyone has got their favourite. But usually there is somebody who just stands out for one reason or another. But I don't know if that is happening this year. I mean, Frances McC Dorman, I think is absolutely extraordinary anyway. Is she up for Best uh, best Actress? Yes, and you know, though, this category is 
it, it, I mean, Viola Davis is there as well alongside her. Carrie Mulligan, I'm sorry, that is who I was thinking of for Promising Young Woman. She is also nominated for Best Actress alongside Viola Francis and um, Andrew Day, who plays Billie Holiday, and then Vanessa Kirby, who is in uh, Pieces of a, Woman, of a Woman. So, I mean, Viola is, with this nomination, she's the most nominated black actress ever, and she has four. And, and, and I, you know, she has won a couple of the awards in the run-up to this. And if she does win, I mean, it's, it's also going to be history-making. But um, it's Best Actor that I think is going to be quite the one to also really keep an eye on because, you know, Chadwick Boseman, everybody thinks that he deserves a posthumous acknowledgement of sorts, you know. I mean, he's a fine actor. He was a fine actor and we were, the industry was devastated to lose him so young last year to cancer. And in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, he is, he is just the, the, I mean, the crux of that film is, it's based on, you know, the theatre production, August Wilson's theatre production, but he is incredible alongside Viola Davis. So if they don't, if they do both win for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, it will be very much uh, deserving. But Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal, this is his best performance to date. So it's, and, and that's been said about even Anthony Hopkins, because in The Father, he is absolutely incredible in it as well. So it's going to be a tight race, I think. You know, there are the, the front runners, but sometimes anything could happen and that may just be the case as well. Well, listen, it's wide open. It sounds very, very exciting. I'm going to be watching it on Monday night. I'm not staying up until, you know, the wee small hours of the morning to see it. But uh, but Monday night, I'm going to be looking at it. And so, you know, you usually know who who's won what, but it doesn't take away the fun of going to the Oscars. And I hope the, oh, yeah. I hope the numbers are going to be significant this year. Yes. And, you know, either way, I mean, it's history making even just before the ceremony has started. And especially for us South Africans as well, you know, to have um, my octopus teacher in there for best documentary, it could possibly, I mean, that has been a surprising aspect as well. I think in a year that's been so heavy, a lot of people were drawn to that film and that documentary, which is, according to some critics, you know, not the best out of that uh, feature category, the documentary feature category, because, I mean, Trip Camp, you know, about the disability rights movement, uh, time, an incredible film about imprisonment and, and what happens to a family after uh, their father is in prison. It's, it's not the you know heaviest of matters or the weightiest of matters, but yet it has won many, many awards in the run-up to the Oscars. And it may do an incredible job and, and bring us some you know Oscar glory as well, which we haven't had in that category since Searching for Sugar Man, where you know, the South Africans who were at the heart of that story a few years ago. So it'll be exciting to watch and great history making along the way, no matter what. <laughs> Nadia, it's been so lovely talking to you and thank you so much for making time for us. And I guess that you are ready to go out on, on a run and have more hay fever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As long as there's pretty trees to look at, it'll be worth it, Jenny. It's lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much and enjoy the Oscars. Awesome, Jenny. Take care. Bye. Bye bye, darling. So, if you want to watch the red carpet, I don't know if there's going to be a traditional red carpet. But anyway, that is on Monday, the 26th of April. And you can watch uh, the E Entertainment DSTV 124 uh, from. 11 o'clock on that that's a long run actually because they're pl- doing the whole whole oscars mnet it's a bit shorter dstv channel 104 and it's from half past one to two o'clock that's pre-show and the main show is at two o'clock through to five o'clock you you'll be tired for work and the rebroadcast um 
is going to be at, I think, Monday the 25th, Monday the 26th of April on Mnet Channel 101. That's the one that I'm going to be watching. Saturdays with Jenny, every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Kaya FM podcast. Go to kayafm.co.za for more.